kind of some results first or some indication showing you that it's going to work. If it doesn't work, you know, what have you lost? If it does work, what have you gained? You know, risk reward, it's, it's, a, it's a very good ratio that way. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. Hey, wanted to talk a few moments about some sponsors. Scope from Seller Labs. Um, when's the last time you created a listing, right? And when you create that listing, you've got to come up with the keywords, right? It's all keyword dependent. I don't care if it's uh, private label or wholesale. You've got to get it right. Well, what's the best way to get it right? If you're selling a similar product that's really successful, you go and you take and use their keywords. And that's what Scope does for you. It's a phenomenal tool brought to you again by Seller Labs, the leaders in technology uh, when it comes to Amazon right now. They are just crushing it with all their products. But Scope allows you to get that listing right. Get ranked for those keywords as fast as possible. Therefore, you get the sales. So, Go to sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Use the code word momentum. Save a little bit of money. Get some free keywords to test. Try it out and see if you see an improvement. If you don't, adjust. What's cool about what I love about uh, Seller Labs is that you then message and say, hey, I didn't get this right, Tyler. Hey, Jeff, this isn't working right. What am I doing wrong? And boom you're going to get the help you need. And that's what you're going to get from Seller Labs. And, and it's a very special group. They've been very, I've been very fortunate to be connected with them. And again, I look over time, they've delivered every single time. You know, same thing I can say for Karen from Solutions for E-Commerce. I mean, she's been carrying my account for a couple of years now, um, and our account, my wife and I, and she really does handle things for us. Um, I mentioned uh, just last week, we created a new listing with forget how many variations. But again, all the flat files uploaded, done as I needed. I pop in, so she'll send me a template. I pop in some information and then boom, it's handled. Oh wait, these pictures weren't done right, blah, blah, blah. This UPC needs it. Boom, modified, adjusted. And again, the communication's been phenomenal too. I get an email pack saying, hey, this was done or this, you're missing this, Steve. Hey, you got to do this. So, you know, we have those challenges too. And that's why I like working with somebody who's been doing it and been doing it for a long time. Did you know Karen also does listings for eBay? Yep, lots of them. So if you want to build out that channel, which of course you should, it's Q4, you should be selling everywhere you can, um, Karen can help you with that too. So you got to tell her I've sent you. So you're going to go to solutions for e-commerce forward slash momentum. You're going to save 50 bucks every single month. You're going to save that $50. But more importantly, you're going to get an inventory health report. Um, did you just get hit with monthly long-term storage fees? Well, guess what? If you haven't, they're coming. You want to get that inventory right, and she can help you with that. You got to tell her I sent you. Again, solutions, the number four, e-commerce forward slash momentum will get you into that. Save the 50 bucks. Get that inventory health report, though. That's really, really important. Get that going right away. And I don't want to miss my coach when it comes to retail orb or online orb. When I have a question, and I do, not that we don't we don't really do much of it anymore, but when I do have a question, I go to Gay Lisby. Because why? Because she's really... She is a coach. I mean, she's really phenomenal, but she also puts out a daily list and you're going to get that list five days a week. You're going to get tons of leads. The number of uh, agreed to amount that you're supposed to get, she, she usually gets to those in the four days. And then the fifth day seems to be a bonus most of the time. Phenomenal group, small amount of uh, buyers where this list is going to. And the best thing is the nuggets that you learn. Hey, why is the red one better than the blue one? Gate can help you with those questions. I saw, hey, I got, um, I got a, the dreaded letter about a brand. 
Here's the here's the way you approach it. Hey, receipts. Um, how do you? What's the best practice? I saw her leading instructions, teaching me, the accountant, how to do a better job with it, and it's phenomenal. So it's Gay Lisby's um, a million dollar selling. Um, I'll have the link in here. You've got to use um, the my my link, and and it does help me. I don't want to say it that way, but um, it's part of Amazing Freedom with Andy Slamins, Lee Ron, Hirsch Korn, and Nate Slamins. So you know you can trust them. Okay, so come out to the website, take a look at it, and you will get uh, savings, and you can get two weeks free right now. Only through my link, you get two weeks free. Try it. You don't like it? I get it. Back off. But right now is the time to make money. Get cash flow going right now. And so join, you get two weeks free. The only way you're going to get the two weeks free is if you use my link. It's on this episode. Come on out and give it a try. You will not be disappointed. Again, you're going to see me in there. So reach out if I can help you too. Let's get into the podcast. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 358, Conrad McGill. Get ready for the Irish thunder. I'm calling him that term. He has got an accent that will make you say, whoa. He's got a business that'll make you say, whoa. He's got a perspective that'll make you say, whoa. Um, One of of the most humble and very cool people that I've talked to in a while because he just knows who he is, not in an egotistical way. He's just, I mean, he drops wisdom and he's, I got a kid as old as him and he drops so much wisdom to an old dude like me. I think you're going to find so much value, especially at the end. He just drops some things and I, it's perspective I had never thought about. But man, it just changes my whole attitude. My whole day is different because of the time I got to speak to Conrad. And man, I am so much better for it. And I think you will be too. Let's get into the podcast. All right. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. Very excited about today's guest because he has come a long way. He is he has traveled a thousand miles, maybe. Yeah, it's gotta be a thousand miles, all the way from Northern Ireland to be on with me, Conrad McGill. Welcome, Conrad. Yeah, how's things, Stephen? Well, you didn't quite get here, um, although the weather's pretty similar. We're light today. We were just uh, measuring weather. It's cold, miserable here in Pennsylvania. It's cold, miserable, and dark in Northern Ireland, right? Yeah, true. Good, good, good weather for buying online. Yeah, you know, you said that in the in the pre-talk, and I was thinking about that. You you are absolutely correct. Um, I was thinking about a, a bunch of things because you got a great background, and I can't wait to get into it because I think that really led you where you are. But understanding customers, um, is that natural for you? Uh, it's not so natural, but, you know, I think if you can understand big retailers and what they're putting out, you can kind of understand a bit more what you should be putting out. Uh, customers buying, I understand trends and what they're buying in summer, what they're buying in winter, what's kind of like an all-year-round product. I do understand that very well. But uh, it's just, you know, I learned it myself. You know, it kind of comes natural. Uh, badly, yeah. So it's self-taught. When when you think about your business, how much of it is seasonal um, and intentional seasonal? I guess is the right way to say it. Meaning that you're you're stocking up because you know it's Q4 and these particular products of the brands that you you've created because you've created quite a few brands. That's what sells this time of year. And then Easter or whatever other holiday um, is different. How much of that? Uh, it's hard to say, you know, I don't really, can't really measure it, but I'll, I'll go on to summer items and, uh, they'll usually, I'll not go too, or for example, if I go on to Christmas, I'll not go too specific on the kind of Christmas trees, Christmas lights, cause they're, they're dead stock after Christmas. And if you don't sell out, that'll uh, be an all year you're holding them. So I'll try and do uh, gifts and stuff that will sell all year round. But I would say 
probably about thirty percent. You know, Christmas okay. and stuff. Right. That, that, that's the only kind of seasons I would go on. I, I wouldn't mess about in Halloween. I wouldn't mess about in Mother's Day or you know, not unless it's stuff on the warehouse that could sell for Mother's Day and could sell uh, all year round. You know. Well, it's very logical. So even though that there's an opportunity, it's such a limited opportunity. Why not go after the bigger opportunities? If you're limited in time and you value time, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, true, 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 true. Uh, Go ahead. Well, no, I was going to go back and I want to get your story because this is clearly not what you're supposed to be doing. Conrad, you're supposed to be in a kitchen somewhere, dude. You are a chef. So walk us back. Walk us back. First off, why a chef? What was it that led you there? Yeah, I like cooking. You know, I found it interesting. I had a lot of jobs. I worked as a joiner. I worked as a bread man. I worked as a shoe delivery man. I worked in a care home. You know, quite a lot of jobs, but I did enjoy cooking. It was one thing I did enjoy, and I had an interest in. And I did like the job. Uh, It was, you know... Because menus are always changing and stuff like that. It's it's never kind of like a, a mundane job. Uh, I just find it interesting, to be fair. Hmm. And so you like the changes that were made. You like the uh, kind of the, the the fact that it wasn't uh, the same thing every single day. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's what done it for me. You know, even even if, you know, say it was seasonal, your menu would have been like a, a spring menu, even at the end of spring. Uh, you would have started getting about kind of fed up, you know, and you would have been glad to see the new menu change. And it would have been just like uh, working kind of in a different place. Not not so much in a different place, but just a, a new way of working. Was it you the know? was it the uh, the fact that you got to create things or figure it out or the, the, the hectic pace of it? What was it that was really attractive to you? Uh, creating the stuff and then kind of, you know, creating good stuff. And you're always learning, like... It's kind of same online. I don't think you can ever get to the top. You know, it's always evolving. You know, there's there's trends, stuff like that. Uh, I, I just really, really find that interesting. Enjoyed cooking. You know, I enjoyed you know, uh, you know, cooking good food for people. People, you know, been happy with the food and you know had passion in it. But uh, a lot of things really. Well, it's a, it's very similar. Um, you're not the only chef. We have a I have a very good friend who's a chef who uh, sells on Amazon, is killing it, just such a wonderful guy. There's a definite skill set. There's definite correlations, meaning that, like you said, you like satisfying people. You like them to enjoy something good. Well, it's the same thing that translates to online. Your products, right, I think you have six brands that you've created. Is that correct? Yeah, six brands. So so six brands. It's got to feel pretty cool when it's accepted by the public, meaning that they buy it. You know, somebody else said that one time is when they give you their dollars, that's their applause for your product, right? That's got to yeah. make you feel pretty cool, right? I mean, that, that's very similar. Yeah, yeah, true. When you're getting a lot like I, my, uh, I do eBay and Amazon, like, and my feedback on eBay is over half a million likes. So, you know, you're doing something right when, you, when you've got that level, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I would say so. I would say, yeah, that's... Well, uh, same, yeah, when I was chefing as well, like, I kind of, you know, we would have prepped during the day. I just got all the stuff ready, and then uh, nighttime, you know, when the customers came in, it was service, it was on the line, like, so I kind of took that on the online retail, so during the day, like, we would pre-pack all that stuff, and then, uh, you know, halfway through the day, then we would just have a line, just leveling, 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 you know, calling orders, just the same kind of way in the kitchen, that's when I'm I'm doing merchant fulfilled. Wait, and, you know uh, what? You're describing something that I had not made that connection before. Yeah, You're yeah. right. There's there's so much prep that goes. Hey, I say I'm so naive about cooking. There's so yeah. much prep. There's so many like you know how many, ta- you know how many dishes you're going to serve. I don't know what the phrase is, but you have yeah. to plan for that, right? You have to get that right because otherwise you're going to sell out. 
and you don't yeah. want to sell out, but you don't want to have waste, right? So very similar to the better run e-commerce businesses. Oh, dude, that's very cool. Never made that connection. Yeah, right. And it's the same kind of pressure as well. Like, see, when you're on a service uh, chef and a, on a busy Saturday night, like, you would have been really, uh, you know, under pressure to get the stuff out. And it's, to be fair, I think, you know, a lot of people think uh, uh, chefing's a stressful job, but e-commerce for me was a, a lot worse, you know. Well, why is that? What, what makes it more stressful? It's just the volume of the orders, you know. It's just like, you know, in a restaurant, you can you can seat maybe 200 people. So you, you can't really go wrong if you prepare for 200 people. But if you come on the Monday morning sometime and you've like 3,000 orders to go out, you know, <laughs> you didn't know what was going to happen, you know. But uh, after a while, you know, trial and error and, and then, you know, looking back, you know, you can't plan for it. But at the very start, like, it was it was hard to, hard to plan for, you know. Well, talk to me but, about uh, how you uh, came to selling on e-commerce because you're cooking, uh, I'm assuming it's nights and weekends, right? Probably yeah, yeah, like yeah, everything yeah. else, not much of a life. At that point, were you married or kids or anything? A uh, relationship and had a newborn baby. Oh, you know so, that that adds something to the picture, right? <laughs> yeah, because at the end of the day, when you have a newborn, like you're not just thinking about yourself, you know, your own needs. You have to kind of plan for your future. You need to kind of uh, reserve of money in case anything were to go wrong. And uh, you know, I really did just start working from then, you know. But why didn't you but just go get another job, work. right? Why didn't you just go, hey, you know, let's go work in a law office, let's go work in an accounting office, let's go do something different? Why, uh, why e-commerce? Yeah, see, when it, when it was first out, kind of, I, you know, it was probably a lot later to catch on here in the UK and Ireland than it was in America. You know, it was probably, you know, we've only kind of been pregnant the last 10, 12 years. Um, America's probably 20 years, you know, for the eBay and online, I would imagine. But uh, I found it really interesting just that you could buy something online with a click and it come to your door. And, you know, just all the stuff, you know, the local shops wouldn't sort. You could get anything at a click. And I just started really messing about online you know, uh, just just trialing stuff to see if it worked, got a sale, got another sale, and then just tried a wee bit more in my spare time, kept getting more sales, then started uh, importing from China, getting more sales, and then before I knew it, uh, my two free hours a night messing about was taking over my full-time chef job's wages, you know, so then I kind of came to the decision then, should, should I just uh, follow this full-time, and that's kind of what I've done. Well, you, you, you uh, put out a lot of wisdom, and we can talk about that in a little bit. But one of the things that you talk about, that this is probably the best decision you've made in your life. Um, meaning that, I mean, you, you gave up a promising career, but this gives you a promising future. That's very cool to think about that you have a future because of that decision. I mean, have you, has that sunk in for you? Do you know what? It hasn't really sunk in so much because I'm just on the grind every day. Not, not so much on the grind, but working. It's just been like a big long day since. And it's, you know, you look back and you say, you know, I can't believe, you know, how, how fast or how quick that happened. You know, the velocity of everything I've sold. And, you know, it's just, it's crazy. Like, but uh, it, it hasn't sunk in because I'm loving it, if you know what I mean. Day to day, like, but sometimes when you're looking back in hindsight, you're saying, you know, that, that's been crazy. Well, here's one thing, and this is this is I got to be careful how I ask this because I don't want to offend you in any way. I mean this yeah, no in, the, in the nicest way. But you make a statement that said that you know when you were working at the chef's job, in addition to doing your e-commerce, you knew you were worth more. You knew you had more potential. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. How is yeah. that not just an ego thing, saying hey, you know, Conrad, I'm the best, right? As opposed to 
you know, this is easy. I'm not being challenged. I can, I, I know the answer before they even ask the question. I mean, those clues. Can you point out any clues that would maybe somebody else would recognize in themselves to say, oh, yeah, that's me too? Yeah, sometimes when you're, you know, really good at your job, you know, always a good chef, definitely. But uh, I, I just knew I was a lot better. It was a lot more out for me. I just knew the way my brain worked. You know, I, you know, I'm sitting here cutting onions or, you know, and I'm thinking about all our stuff, business ideas and, you know, great ideas. And, you know, I just know something good's going to happen from it. You know, that's kind of what I would look out for, just your brain overworking and, you know, thinking of, you know, opportunity all the time and, you know, coming up with good stuff. So you, you, you're not just saying you have more potential. It's real. It's real for you. You oh, knew yeah, it. I believe it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I believe it. You know, I couldn't see myself being a chef, you know, working the 60, 65, an old man, you know, seven day working on the kitchen until I get my retirement. It just it wasn't possible for me to even conceive it. You know? and, and that's not putting it down because you enjoyed it. You said that you loved what you did, but that's not the same. Yeah, yeah, true, hmm. very true. Very cool. Okay, so so you start selling online. You start selling, and I wasn't clear on this. Were you selling used items in the beginning, or did you start directly with new items? Uh, it was new items. It was all new items. Like, I would have bought uh, CDs and stuff like that. Uh, actually, the, the very first thing was, uh, do you remember the Nintendo, Nintendo Wii? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I was buying them. They were actually sold out all over the U.K., but uh, I live here in Ireland, but I'm on border with Northern Ireland, which is uh, UK, class of UK. So I was going across the border and uh, buying all the stock in Ireland. Going to stores, was, buying them at stores. Yeah, in stores, just, just the retail value. Okay. And uh, listing them on eBay, just putting them on a 99p uh, bud with no reserve. And they were going up, say, say they were costing me £200, they were going up to four, £600. And I was going and buying like uh, every shop out of all their stock, you know, big, big retailers going and buying 100 or, or whatever, and just putting them on everything on buds in, in England, they were sold out. So it was just, you know, it was crazy amount of sales. Like I was actually doing more in the guy than the guy in the restaurant I work for, and I'm, you know, as employee in my spare time. So it, it was crazy. So, so because you were in on the early days of uh, Amazon UK, you were able to take advantage of that. Now that was that was quite a. No, not so much early on Amazon UK. I'm only on Amazon maybe four years. I'm probably on eBay about sixty-seven. Okay. Okay. I really, yeah. Well, then, and then I'm just I'm sitting here back thinking about is that same opportunity, is the opportunity the same today um, to do that to go in because uh, lots of I have friends that do millions of dollars doing retail arb is what that's called for us what mm -hmm. we call I have friends that do millions of dollars on it now they work their butts off and they they would say it's harder today to do it but they still do it because they're outliers. How about in your world? Uh, PL. You, you mean private label? No, no, not private label. I mean, is it possible to still go out and do the retail arb in your market and be as successful as you were? I know guys doing it. Uh, it depends what the product is. If it's a sold out product, yes. Okay. But they're, they're, they're few and far between. If you're paying your VAT, your taxes and all that stuff, I think it's very hard. And it's not even that it's, it's very hard. I just think, you know, if you're buying stuff, maybe in sales and stuff like that, uh, so you're working for, for, for the product, but it's not giving you a long life. You know, when that's sold out, you know, you're, you're done. Like if you're buying it in a sale, say at Toys R Us or, you know, at a discount, you know, you're doing a lot of work and you're not really getting a long life out of it. When you put the work on the private label, it is kind of, it's yours forever, you know? So I don't think there's no long-term effect. I think you're, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. Maybe, maybe for a startup, uh, doesn't, doesn't know too much. It's, it's good to test the field, but I wouldn't recommend it. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. How did you make the transition from uh, uh, retail ARB to private label? Because you've scaled private label to an enormous mm-hmm. operation. And, and, I, and people need to understand is that you have a, a, a very large FBA business. You're selling in, I think, 10 or 12 different places, 10 or 12 different Amazon places, plus other places, and it eBay's. In addition, you're shipping out Merchant Fulfilled on eBay and Amazon at yeah. scale, at scale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, twelve hundred items went out today. <laughs> twelve hundred merchant fulfilled items going out today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How big is your warehouse again? Uh, five thousand square foot. Five thousand square foot. In addition yeah. to this huge pallet operation, for you, it, it blows my mind that you can make that work. It's very, very cool. Okay, so yeah. but how do you make that transition from retail arb to private label? And how did you know uh, it was right? How did you know that this isn't sustainable? I should put my effort and energy elsewhere. Basically, uh, it was as I say, I just thought it wasn't sustainable, and you know, I would research a lot of sellers on eBay and see what they were doing, and if they were doing it, I knew I could do it. Mm. Uh, that, that long term, I just thought it was a, a better idea to just go private label, merchant for full, and stop doing arbitrage. Like, don't get me wrong, if there was something for arbitrage now, I would, I would do it. You know, if it was a good return on it, I wouldn't turn it off and away. But it's just not worth my time. You know. Uh, Private label, I just thought was the future for me. And private label, you started with the plan to do private label on eBay specifically at that point, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not many people are thinking about that. They're thinking private label on Amazon only. How big is yes. the, the eBay sorry, marketplace? Sorry, uh, you know, if, if I'm doing eBay, so sometimes I would sell generic products on eBay. But if it uh, needs requires private label, and I would get me the Chinese the private label on China or send me the packaging. And I would add just private label and warehouse and then send on Amazon. Okay. So it wouldn't be so much, sorry, private label on eBay. It would be more generic goods on eBay. Okay. So it would be just whatever, Acme brand, whatever. Okay. Yeah, and, basically the same same thing is, has been sold on Amazon, but it's going on the, a box or a bag, with, you know, labeled and trademarked. And, and you know, why, why do that different? That's interesting. I mean, why, why? I don't think there's a big advantage on eBay on private labeling. I think, uh, you know, eBay seems more these days a car boot sale. You know, it's just whatever's cheapest. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's it's really price driven, I think. It's not so much uh, back end search terms and stuff driven and ranking. You know, the algorithm's more kind of, you know, it could put you up and down in a day or two rather than Amazon will kind of keep you up a lot longer. Well, this is, uh, this is very strong, what you just said. I want to make sure people understand that. Um, what you said is this. So let's just say I'm, I'm making water bottles. I'm looking at my desk, right? And I'm making water bottles, specific private label to go on Amazon because that's the best way, right? So I've yeah. got the packaging right. I've got all that yeah. all this stuff done right. Yeah. Or you're taking that same product and letting it come in a generic package, water bottle, whatever the cheapest mm-hmm. possible way you can get the same product in. And mm-hmm. you're going to sell it on eBay because, as you say, it's a price-driven marketplace. Basically, they're not looking at the quality. They're assuming the quality is the same. And they're just saying, what's the cheapest price I can get my water bottle at? Boom, I'm going to buy it, right? Is that is that kind of what you said? Yeah, true, true. Yeah, that's it. And it's Amazon as well. The, the private level is more so people can't jump on your listing, you know? Mm. You're getting all the sales yourself when you rank it. And, and eBay, if you get sales, you're just copycatted, you know? It's kind of... Amazon, there's there's a lot more on it, like the reviews, you know, count under the ranking, to your back end search terms, your you know if you, if you do sponsor ads and whatnot. So it's kind of you're you're kind of bold in the future in Amazon, but well or on eBay, you just have to be price price driven, I think. 
Yeah, so you're really building the brand on eBay, or I mean on Amazon, and then yeah. eBay is just the. Do you get better pricing from your manufacturers because of that? I was sitting there thinking about. It. So if you're doing water bottles, for example, how's the conversation go with your manufacturer saying, "Okay, I need uh, these the water bottles. I want to buy a thousand water bottles. Eight hundred mm-hmm. of them go this way, and two hundred of them go the other way." Or how's that conversation go? Uh, it's same price, really. You know, unless I want the you know. If I want them to private label for me, it just goes up a wee bit, you know. It's it's not not a major major amount. Like you know, I don't you know put too much under the private labels. You know, I have a few brands that I do, but most are, are just trademarked and, and on a box with you know a label on it. Like it's not too fancy or nothing. So where so the money is saved then is on your end when you're packaging it, right? So my water bottle might be in a nice package going to Amazon for FBA yeah. or whatever, but on eBay, it's going in a plastic mailer and yeah. boom. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All, All right. right. I got it. Yeah, I get but it. But you're paying for it on Amazon, you know, you might pay an extra, you know, 30% for that, 40%. You know, the prices aren't the same as eBay and Amazon. You know, I just price my uh, items accordingly, you know, to, to the market. Is it uh, margin-driven then? Is that what you do? Yeah. yeah, it's just, you know, it's really competitor-driven, isn't it? You know, mm, if, okay. if if you think, you know, you can get more out of your product, you're going to get more of it. Like if it's on eBay and you're looking to shift the stock and, and you, you have to do it that way, you have to shift the stock and sell it at whatever price the market lets you sell it at. You know, you, you can't have a warehouse full of, you know, stuff that's not selling because you want them to, to pay more because it'll, it'll sit there forever. It'll sit there way forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're better getting your spice back and, you know, replenishing it with good products rather than uh, having dust collectors. Do you feel like you have an advantage being in the UK versus being here in America? Because Amazon in America is so much bigger than any of the other marketplaces at this point today. Mm-hmm. Do you think you have an advantage being over there or are you at a disadvantage? Uh, I would say I would do a lot better if I was in America because you, you've, you've so many, like you've Wish, you've Walmart, you've a lot more kind of big sites. You know, what's the population in America? 300 million. You know, the UK is like 90 million. So, you know, you might have a lot more competitors, but you have a lot more customers. Hmm. Okay. All right. You you now sell on, what, 10, 12 different channels? Yeah, but I think it's about eight. Okay, eight. Uh, most of them Amazon or eBay, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, why not Walmart and why not uh, Jet or any of those? Um is it is it difficult because you, like you say you'd have to have a fulfillment done over here to make it yeah, work? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're not even like you know they're not even in people's mindsets over here. Like people don't even know that Walmart do online. You know, Walmart's not even a name at all over here. You know, a lot of people doesn't even know it exists. You know, I know it's a massive company in America, but it's just it's just not on the you know the mindset here. You know, it's it's not here at all. Uh, Jet's not here at all. Or, uh, not that I know of anyway, but uh, mainly Amazon because. At the minute, uh, I can't really fulfill what I'm doing on Amazon because there's that many channels. You know, I'm on France, Italy, Spain, Germany, UK, uh, uh, USA, and then you can go to Mexico, Japan. You know, I would rather just uh, fulfill those a bit more. And when I'm, yeah, I think that's enough to keep me going. Yeah. Than, <laughs> you know? Keep you a little busy. And, and and you can replicate what you're doing from one uh, to the it. other. You know, you, you yeah. can pay a guy just listen, copy and paste, or if it's translate translate you know it's it's kind of the same you know the platform's the same you know if you're going to walmart or jet it's probably completely different and you know it might take you a while to learn it when running your company i mean because you've got a pretty good size operation how large is your staff in the office side of it not on the fulfillment side in the office in the in the office it's it's me (laughs) i I do everything 
Yeah, just me, yeah. Hey. I have a, a four in the warehouse packing and sending stuff to Amazon, but I use outsourcers as well. You know, I use people for uh, my customer services in China. Uh, I have a listing guy in Malaysia, and I've got a, another guy who does translation and keyword research in India. So, so, so you have some VAs working for you. But I yeah, watched a video yeah. where you were you print the labels for your products yourself. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Scaled. I mean, you you had scale. You were thousands and thousands and thousands of items, and yeah. you still do that yourself. Yeah, it only takes me. Not, it doesn't take too long to do it. You know, I just print the labels. You know, put a code on it so the staff know where it is, and then they can go and get it, label it, do the rest. You know. Yeah, but you have it sorted. I mean, it was definitely more thought out than that. I saw it on the clipboard. I mean, you could see that it was some clear thought and process. And when I got to my mind, I thought to myself, there's a working chef. There's somebody who knows yeah. what it, right? It's not like you you get to stand like Emerald Lagasse and just say, hey, do all this stuff. No, you've got to physically do a lot of the work. Yeah, I, li- I like to keep it because Amazon are pretty strict and stuff. A small mess up, you know, can close your account like. So I like to keep a good eye on everything and just make sure – you know, everything's running efficiently and stuff. But, uh, you know, I print the labels and, you know, I don't really have to work, but I want to work, if you know what I mean. I could get someone to do my job, but I, but I like working. And uh, Does it keep you connected? Is that what it does for you? It, it, yeah, yeah, definitely. Sure, you know, I, I don't really need to work no more. Like, I, I, in fact, I don't have to work at all if I don't want to. But sure, what, what are you going to do? Like, you know, sit about and, you know, you, you end up getting bored after a while. Like, you know, maybe a month off, you you probably think it's great, but after the month, you, you need purpose and stuff, don't you? Well, you've done some um, some in, uh, investing outside of there in real estate and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You take pride in making sure your time away is really well spent with your family. Um, yeah, yeah, true. How, how mental, you know, how, how does that make you feel coming, well, A, first off, when you look at your friends your age, right, because you're a young mm. guy relative to me, um, yeah. they don't have the freedom that you have. But how does that mentally, you know, sit with you and your family? Yeah, you know, we, we like it, you know, we we can do what we want when we want, you know, it's uh, it's definitely good. But as I say, when you're loving something, that's just the way it is. So you don't really kind of, you can't really feel any difference, you know, when you, when you make a, compare, uh, a comparison, say you had a job and you had to work 40 that's just the way it is you know it's it's that is the way it is now so it's hard sometimes you know you look back in hindsight and you think you know that's great but sometimes when you're loving it you don't really i, I don't know how would you say you don't really feel it as much you know as you as you, you think it you know when you were working full-time if you get what i'm saying now. yeah no i i absolutely understand it the thing that's very cool to me is that you have perspective you've got real uh, self-awareness. Um, and again, mm-hmm. it's not an ego thing. It's just like, like you said, if somebody else is doing it, well, I can do it too. Right. That's not an ego yeah. thing. That means I might have to work a little harder. Right. Uh, yeah. you know, I'm not going to be an eight foot basketball player, but that doesn't yeah. mean I can't play a pickup game and I can't get better at it. Right. And by effort, yeah, true. some of the things that you post, you know, it's interesting. You are not a mentor. You're very clear about that. You don't want to coach people. That's not what you're interested in because of the responsibility. However, you know, and we had this conversation in the pre-call, you do a lot of mentoring. I mean, I, I read your stuff and I'm always like, oh man, he's spot on. And I pulled a yeah. couple of things that I think are pro tips that you offer to people um, to, to really, if they want to take advantage of this opportunity. And I think this opportunity, which is e-commerce today, you know, is obviously yeah. a very exciting thing, but this is pretty applicable to any side hustle, some of these things. So let's just walk through a couple of these. All right, here we go. Yeah. Um, Start part-time and do the work. You were very emphatic about don't 
tell your boss to <laughs> F off. You yeah. uh, work part-time and just grind it out and build something before you leave. How important yeah. is that? Yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, that's what I've done. You know, if you're working in your spare time, you know, you can't really fall on your fist. You know, if you, if you go and tell your boss, listen, I'm out of here, and you go, you know, you'll end up looking like a fool or you need kind of some results first or some indication showing you that it's going to work. If it doesn't work, you know, what have you lost? If it does work, what have you gained? You know, risk reward, it's it's a it's a very good ratio that way. Yeah, plus what if you don't like it, right? Yeah, I mean, true. It looks sexy. Everybody thinks it's great. How many how many friends have seen what you do and say, Conrad, I want to do exactly what you do, man. That looks so much fun. And then you show them and then they're like, oh, yeah. that's that, a that, job. That's probably, probably one of my kind of, you know, good points. I would say a lot of my friends have done this job and kind of was under stress to the start. They would have walked, you know. It's kind of, I uh, was relentless with it, you know, and very resilient. Another one that you have here is keep lean and efficient. Now, when yeah. I look at your warehouse, you clearly have limited space. You are using yeah. every nook and cranny, every best you can, because yeah. you're pumping out volume. It doesn't stop, right? It just keeps yeah. coming and coming. So that lean and efficient, is that back to the chef? Era? I mean, because that's really what you got to do when you're pumping out food. That 200 plates that you're serving they seem yeah. to come on a bus, right? They all seem to come at the same time. So you've got yeah. to be fast. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, you know, if you keep everything lean and efficient, you know, just say uh, you can't really go wrong. You know, if, if you know, if I'm lean, if the warehouse is lean, the staff in the warehouse is lean, you know, I'm lean and efficient in my ordering. You know, guys in marketing are lean and efficient. You know, if everybody's efficient, not much can go wrong, you know. Hmm. One of the things that you said, too, is – uh, have a strong network of suppliers. I think this is a really important yeah, one yeah. because I think I think a lot of people bank on one. And I, I see it in the private label world all the time. You yeah. bank on one supplier. They send you the samples. They look great. Your first order mm -hmm. comes in. It's fabulous. The second order, maybe the same thing. And then the third order, you're like, you let your guard down. You don't get them inspected. And then all of a sudden, the quality starts to dip. And you're like, huh, what's going yeah. on, right? So how, how, how did you learn that? Was it through pain and experience? Well, at the start, I had one supplier, and it was more electronic goods. And then, uh, you know, it was kind of before the crash, and everybody had more money to spend. You know, everybody, you know, the mine spent $100, $200. But then after the crash, I found that, uh, you know, most electronic goods and stuff, uh, higher price goods kind of slowed down, and people wanted stuff more than $30, $40, and he didn't really do that. So then I branched out and just spread products, and then another supplier then, I use suppliers here in UK and Ireland as well, because you're waiting, stuff, uh, waiting on stuff from China, and uh, just say your container's lit, what are you going to do? Sell, you've nothing to sell for a week, so you just have, always have to have a, a network where you can buy stuff and sell it and you know keep your business you know running. Do you pay, well, but but here's an experience, at least what I would hear from people here, Conrad, yeah. is that they would say it's so much more expensive to buy in the U.S. than it is for me to China. But you're saying that if you have a supplier, even if you only give them 10% of your business, you don't risk running out. You might pay a premium for that, but that's worth it. It depends. You, you know, if it's an extra 10% or so, 20%, you know, what is it in your bottom line? You know, it might only be, an, you know, 5% off your profits, you know, if you're you know, paying ten percent over the price. It just depends on, on, on the price of the item. But uh you know, sometimes the suppliers in the UK and Ireland, America, wherever, it's it's good to go to them as well. Because usually they have uh guys that you know marketing sourcing and and they pack 
pretty good products for the mass market. And even if you don't buy off them, you know, it can give you ideas to go to China with them because they're usually uh, in top, top of their game. So, you know, that's that's another one as well. I think it's very smart. And, and I love the idea. You're right. It might be 5 or 10% on that small group. Mm. However, you don't run out because like you said, if you're waiting for that thing, you got nothing to sell for a long time. Yeah, you can sell them. You know, people, there's people here in the UK just buy uh, UK wholesalers all the time and they make a lot of money out of it. So it definitely does work, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't just depend on them or, you know, I would just, you know, if you've got five or six suppliers that you can go to, I have more suppliers now than I can uh, even research. You know, they've got that much stuff. You know, I just couldn't do it physically. Like, you know, between them all, they might have, you know, maybe half a million different products. And we kind of touched on this one already, the broaden to multiple um, sales channels. And one of the things that we kind of talked about in the pre-call was I was thinking about how um, the seasonality of business and seasonality of marketplaces. Mm-hmm. Now, since you sell on eight different, you get you you have experience. You have some uh, breadth of experience. Can you talk us a little bit about what you see? Um, you know, is is if 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 U.S. is hot, is is Ireland hot, France and Germany all hot, or does it ebb and flow? Yeah, they're all pretty hot, you know. But uh, Spain wouldn't be too hot. That would be the only marketplace on there on the list that's not too hot. But it's up and coming. Even though it's not hot now, if you're getting your foot on first and getting ranked first, if it does become hot, you know you're ahead of the pack. So that would be definitely one. So you 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 keep your toe in there, and maybe you don't give yeah. it all your effort. But when it does come hot, you're in a great position because you've already yeah, figured out right. the logistics. You've already know how to do. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, very smart. Like you know, if you're, if you're just listening to different marketplaces, it's not costing you that much money, you know. And if you're You've got the products in your warehouse anyway, and you know here in the UK we use Pan EU. So if you send it on the UK, they sort all all our marketplaces. They sort for part of the USA. I have to send that directly to the UK, uh, or from China to the USA. Uh, but see if you're selling in France, Italy, Spain, Germany, you just send the stuff on the the UK and enroll in their program Pan EU, and they'll separate it around the the European marketplaces, all you have to do is create the lessons and the you know, the marketplaces language, you know, French, Spanish, German, Italian. And it kinda just buffers your stock in between. So, so it's, it's not yeah, it's not so much extra work. You know, when, when you have it listed, it's not so much buying more. It's just you know, the then you'll notice like your 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 Italian site will start selling more than your UK site. And it's just if it's not there already you know, the, the, they're going to buy yours because you're the only one there, like, and you're getting your foot on the door, so... I think it's so smart, and what you're describing is a very simple way to approach it, too. Okay, yeah. so here's the final group that I wanted to talk about, and these I kind of lumped them all together because this yeah. is you, and I, I just want to believe in yourself, have faith. If others can do it, you surely can. Don't be average. You're worth more than you think. And there's a whole bunch more, but all those things are kind of self-awareness, self-worth, where does that come from? I mean, where did where did somebody put into you, hey, Conrad, you matter? I mean, not not a lot of people never heard that. I mean, who put that into you? Uh, I'm not really sure now. Uh, I mean, was I it your remember, parents, your grandparents? More than likely my parents, more, more than likely my mother. Like, but a lot of people do sell themselves short. You know, a lot of people are working for the man and just getting a wage. And, you know, they're, they're, they're worth a lot more. And they, they really kind of, you know, I, I think they know deep down, but they're just they're scared. They just want to be, uh, they, they follow the herd kind of, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, you just have to kind of believe in yourself. Because like, there is nobody really that much better. They've just done the work that you haven't. 
you know, oh. if, you, if you look at any of the, you know, anybody look up there in life, like, you know, there's not that much different, you know, there might be a skilled, you know, basketball players, whatever, but uh, in business and stuff, there is, you know, people have more talent than all are, but if you read the same amount of books that they read, and, uh, you know, done the same amount of learning and sleepless nights, you know, just, just grinding on it, you might not exactly be them, but I'm, I'm sure you'll not be that far off. You know, I don't think there's no, I think it's just putting on the effort. You know? that's, that's amazing. When you think about uh, what you just said, right, where it's it's like, look, mm-hmm. if you put in the time, that's and, and you might have you might not be as smart at math, for example, right? Yeah. But you can yeah. learn it, and you can yeah. you can put in the extra time, even if it takes you twenty percent more, you can yeah. catch up. I think that's a yeah. very powerful. Um, and again, that pushes you past because you got lots of challenges. You got a lot of moving pieces in your business. Yeah, that's what pushes you past it, right? Yeah, true, true. And if you think as well, like. There's people not even born yet on this earth, you know, and they're going to be billionaires. How have they got a upper hand? You, you know, you must know a lot more than them. Oh, dude. You know? How old are you? Thirty-three. That's pretty deep. I mean, what you just yeah. said is very deep. That's a, again, that's perspective. But it's true, you know. It's true, like you know. You're right. How <laughs> is people going to grow up and learn to read, learn to walk, learn to talk, and then end up smarter than you? What are they going to do different? They're just going to put the time in it. You haven't. Mm. What would you say your biggest strength when you think about it? And again, this isn't an ego question. This is reality of what, what would you say your biggest strength? Uh, creativeness, uh, uh, relentless efficiency. Mm. I know it's not one, you, you know, but that's free. I would imagine. Well, it's a formula then, right? Or a recipe. Yeah. yeah that's, yeah. that's cool. All right. So be honest. Where do you suck? You got to suck at something. Uh, everybody really does. Sure. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not that kind of, you know, I haven't went to school. I'm not educated. I've actually left school early. So sometimes like silly things like, you know, spelling, grammar and stuff. I'm, I'm not that good at that, you know, but uh, I'll, I'll learn it a lot better. But, uh, marketing stuff, sometimes I'm, 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 I'm afraid they kind of invest in marketing. You know, that's probably a downside I have because every, every time I've tried it, you know, it, it just doesn't work, you know? No, wait, wait, explain it. So, because first off with the, with the spelling and stuff like that, that's why you hired a listing person, right? So you have somebody that you hired your weakness. If that's a true weakness and you hired your weakness, that's a very strong yeah. thing. But the mark, you said marketing. Yeah. So when you decided to, you know, put some ads and do something like that, you haven't yeah. had, is it, you know, yet you're creative. I mean, you are clearly you're creative. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I mean, if you're honest, what do you think is why you haven't had the success? Where where do you see that others that that just have it that you don't? I just 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 on their marketing and going bigger and you know really going for it, you know, and investing really deep on the products. Okay. You know, but what's working for me works for me. So I think, why, why should it change? You know, is it not a good thing not having the market and having you know done very well from not marketing, not paying that money? But then again, I know I should be marketing and paying a lot of money because if I'm doing well white marketing, obviously marketing would help me. But it's just I do see it. If it if it doesn't work, it's just dead money. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, that's uh, that's almost um, not a fear thing, but it's a reality, right? You're sitting there saying, "Hey, yeah. what I'm doing is working, and I'm having very good success." Yes, yeah. if I if I do much more marketing, I can probably have incredible success. But then again, yeah. maybe not. And so therefore, you know, one of the things that's a real challenge with that is that 
um, some people who are having a lot of success aren't doing it legit. And so that throws off the formula. If it was an even playing field, right? Yeah. You know, so if there are companies that have people on an island and all they do is click on reviews for, make phony reviews for people. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're competing against that. Well, that's not fair. I mean, that doesn't, yeah. so, so yeah, I get that. That, that throws it in there. Um, what's the best advice when you think back to, you know, your whole life so far, what's the best advice you've ever gotten? Uh, the harder you work, the luckier you get. That's one of them. Like I've got a few. Like another one. Well, it's be, true uh, though, right? You you've yeah, lived that. True. Yeah. Another one that stuck with me is uh, you know, look well, look after the pennies and the pounds, and look after themselves. So mainly, you know, if it was in the USA, it would be look after the cents and the dollars will watch themselves. So basically, if you're kind of tight fisted, you know, in the small things, you don't need to worry about the big things. Well, can you give me an example where you are like that in your business? What's where? Where have you been able to save some money that you've seen it just carry through? Uh, it's. I, I think it's more of just you know on the small things, say like buying a computer or buying you know printers or buying you know and top ups. You know, I just top them up myself and just if, if you're kind of you know really efficient and tight fisted and all the small things, you know. It'll have a trickle up effect, and you're 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 going to be efficient in everything else, you know, because you're you're not you know losing money and you know expensive fancy goods or buying top of the range stuff, you know, or you know I think it's just if if you watch all the small things, you know, it's if they're all right, the big things are going to be right, you know. Just uh, go ahead. Well, no, I think you're right. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking about your printer example, right? How much do you use your printer in a day, right? Yeah, you print for... like I buy, I buy uh, you know, maybe. As I say, like today, I printed twelve hundred orders, but uh, you know, an ink refill that's something it costs. You know, a new ink cartridge here costs forty pound. An ink refill at a refill shop costs ten pound. I actually buy bottles of ink on eBay, and that'll do me about maybe sixty refills. I'll get four bottles for six pound, <laughs> and it'll get me sixty refills. So if you're uh, looking at that. You know, every you know, falling, falling once a day, sixty days, multiply by thirty, and and you're you're only paying six pound for it. Like that's, you know, that 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 would be an example. Yeah, that's a great example, and it's something yeah. that's not really customer. It, customers don't care, right? They is it, did they get their package? Period. Did yeah. they get their package? They didn't say, hey, was that OEM ink, Conrad? Was that <laughs> yeah, really? Right. You know, nobody cares, right? Yeah, it's just just keeping everything tight. You know, if you keep everything tight, you know, especially at the bottom level, you know. It's 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 gotta it's gotta be tight then at the top level, you know. If it, if it if it's if it's a uh, Bolton kind of like a a carrot house and it's wobbly at the bottom, that the top's gonna go like, hmm. you know. So. You got a lot of wisdom for a young guy. Let me say that. So what's next yeah. for you? Where do you, where do you see yourself going? Because you built a big scale business, you got a lot of responsibility. You're cranking it out every day. You're grinding it out every day. You do take you know you do take your personal life serious, so that's cool. But what's yeah. next for you? Uh I'm not really sure. I'm just I'm just keep going on eBay and Amazon as I'm doing. Basically, what I want uh, is just to be do make, make more money and work work less. You know that that that's always my goal. Make more and work less. So if it's putting more the FBA in different countries and bolting them, and then just systematizing my business a bit more and me getting you know taking a, a step back every time, you know, and not not grinding like. So it's probably going to be different marketplaces, FBA. More staff, more money, and me kind of walking backwards, if you know what I mean. But I'm I'm never going to walk completely out and kind of say, "Listen, guys, I'm off. Who's run it?" You know, uh, you know, you always want to do something and you know have a purpose, and you know that's that, that's what it's going to be for me. 
I'm going to exact plan, you know, I'll, I'll do that in my new year for my new year plan, but it'll be something along those lines. Well, how important is planning for you? I mean, do you do a lot of planning? Uh, do a lot of planning. Uh, I do like daily plans, monthly plans, yearly plans. Uh, you know, it seems, you know, I always try and have, and always think about planning, like say, say I wanted to say turn over 6 million this year, I would have to aim for 12 million, you know, because mm. I think if you're aiming for six and you know, you're, you might not, you know, if you're aiming for 12, you're more likely to have the six than if you're aiming for six, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but planning, planning, it will be a big part of part, you know. So, so uh, if somebody was interested in finding out more, now you don't mentor. He's very clear. No, no, no. He's not going to coach. And I yeah. get it. I, I, what I respect about you, what your, what the conversation was, was you don't want the responsibility for somebody else, and then because that would just wear on you. It's not that you don't want to help people. And so, what you do when you post these really deep, mm-hmm. a lot of word posts, a lot you do post quite a bit. Um, yeah. That's the way you've been helping people. And so, um, is it okay if I put your link to Facebook on on this episode? Um, yeah, Conor, yeah, Conor McGill on okay. Facebook. Go, go ahead and follow me. And, and I was going to say, I'm, I'm actually uh, starting up a uh, Facebook group. It's called uh, FBA Hub. Uh, FBA Hub. Hub. Yeah, Warners and Beginners. So, uh, as I say, I'm, I'm just going to go on post there because my friends list is up at uh, five thousand now, so I can't really accept any anybody <laughs> else to be more followers. Okay. So, you know, it's just another place for other people to share tips and ideas because we've we've all been new, and sometimes, like you know, when you're new, like the the most common questions, you know, it's nothing to me. Is it's just so, so simple answered, you know. Okay, so FBA Hub. Okay, that's the place I'm going to yes. post it. And so you're going to keep posting these these pretty in depth. Um, you know, examples plus examples of your warehouse. I mean, you do a lot of stuff where people can sit there and say, oh, okay. And then, I, you know, it's funny, you know, we have a big warehouse and then I sit and I look at yours and I'm like, oh, okay, that's a better idea. That's something I can improve on. And I'm like, huh, didn't even think about that. And 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 so I see that kind of stuff. And you're going to do that same thing in, in FBA Hub? Yeah, more or less. Just, yeah, I'm okay. going to do that. Just give time and I give time. And then like, you know, well, it's more like, because I've got a lot of guys now comment my posts and they're commenting and getting a conversation on between themselves. You know they can do it more openly and and post in the group on there and you know share tips, share ideas. You know we all start somewhere. So sometimes Amazon's not the best to get answers from when you're contacting uh you know customer service. So just a knowledge sharing really, and I'll, I'll be posting as well. And one half time, I'll, I'll definitely want help. Knowledge share. I love that phrase. So good. Okay. So the goal of the podcast is to help people move past the point of stuck, Conrad. Um, I think. Again, I could just repost that post that you have out there where you've gotten so many comments on it where every single person's like, you added so much value. Thank you so much. You know, yeah. adding huge value to me here. Thanks. Love the motivation and words of wisdom. I'm reading down some of these. That was such an awesome story and, you know, all these different things. Yeah. Um, what's the one that you would say to somebody today who's listening, who's struggling right now? It's Q4. They're not having the success you're having. They're struggling with it because they haven't given themselves they haven't told themselves they're worth more than you think. What's what's the thing that you would say to them? Yeah, definitely go for it. You know, if, if you've missed Q4, you know, January is a, a massive, massive month for online. Like, you know, it's uh, weight loss, diet, uh, you know, uh, exercise stuff. You know, there's a lot of stuff to get on the, in January. You know, don't don't give up. If, if somebody else is doing it, you know, you're, you're going to be able to do it yourself. You know, why, why would you let them take the money when, you know, you're you're more than, you know, capable of doing it? 
And I would I would say, you know, if you're on your business, you're kind of stuck in what to do. Just just always, you know, at, at start of every day, just focus on making money first. Don't get caught up in all the kind of day-to-day runnings of your business, like uh, emails, warehouse jobs. You know, because sometimes people do get caught up in all that, you know, the day-to-day run of their business, and they're not really focusing on what they should be focusing on, which is make, making money. And uh, it, it just gets left the next day, the next day it doesn't get done, and then they they, they, they figure out like what went wrong. If you're you know you're you're focusing on all making money first every day, you know it'll always get done, and it will have a you know a, a trickle down effect in the future. So that would be a, a bad advice I would give. Oh, I think it's smart <laughs> advice. Again, I think uh, I'm I'm inspired because uh, here's a guy in a little island, a little <laughs> island. And he's crushing it in eight different marketplaces. He prints his own labels. He sorts his labels to make sure that they're done right so they don't. He pays attention to his business because he knows how strict Amazon is. And so he doesn't want to take chances in that. And so to me, you have figured out, you've designed the business around the life that you want, which is yeah. fabulous. And man, yeah. I'm, I'm very, very excited for you. Dude, I really appreciate you taking the time um, and making the time for us and adding mm. that much value. So I'm going to have the link there, FBA Hub. Please go check yeah. it out. This okay. is very inspiring. Um, and man, I, I, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Tim. What a great guy. What a great perspective. I'm telling you, if you put in the time, right? I mean, his, his comment about the billionaire just blows my mind. There's somebody who's going to be a billionaire. They haven't even been born yet, yet I can, I know how to speak. I know how to read, and he's going to get the advantage over me? No way. I've got that advantage right now. I just have to put in the time. My God, how simple is that when you think about it? it when you hear it, you're like, uh, duh, Steve. Yeah, how many, are you living that life? I know I'm not, but are you? Well, Conrad is, and I think, I think, I just can't imagine what his young child is going to be taught. I mean, how get that perspective, that young age. Man, just imagine the life he's going to create for that one. EcommerceMomentum.com, EcommerceMomentum.com. Thanks for listening to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at EcommerceMomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.